Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of This Song Is Yours. I'm Simon Fink, your host, and today our guest is none other than the Irish indie darlings, New Dad. The Galway-based alternative rock band have a sound that echoes the existential vibes of The Cure or New Order, and they're fresh out of the studio and dropping their debut record, Madra, later this week. Now, trust me, you're in for an absolute treat with this. This record is brilliant. It combines alt-rock, shoegaze, indie, everything all together. It is a brilliant record. Now, in today's episode, we're sitting down with frontwoman Julie Dawson to unravel the stories behind this fantastic record. From the highs of its creation to the band's humble beginnings back in high school, we kind of explore it all. Have you ever wondered what it's like working with legendary producer and mixer Alan Mulder? Well, you need wonder no more. Julie spills the beans on that collaborative magic behind the scenes. And for our friends down under in Australia, we're going to sneak in the burning question, Will we be graced with a new dad tour in Australia later this year? Julie has the answers. You won't hear any spoilers from me. Now we want to give a big shout out to Christina from Atlantic Records for making today's episode possible. Before we dive into our conversation with new dad, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your go-to podcast platform. Stay tuned for more fantastic episodes throughout the year by following us across all of our social media channels. Details are waiting for you in today's show notes. So let's get into it. Please enjoy our conversation with Julie Dawson from New Dad. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Julie Dawson from New Dad. Julie, hello. How's it going? Hello, it's going good. Yeah, excited for the album release. I can only imagine that you are. It is, um, it's release week for yourself and for New Dad. There's a brand new record coming out. It's called Madra. It is out later this week. Um, and firstly, I have to say, not just to suck up to you because you're, you're here with us, um, it is a stunning piece of work. Congratulations on this record. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, that is, I do appreciate every time anyone says that because because we've kind of talked it up so much. We did have a moment there where we are like, are we actually really delusional? And it's not that good, but no, it feels good to know that other people like it as well as us. <laughs> of course. I can only imagine there's such a, um, like a mixed bag of emotions and energy when it does come to releasing something like this. How are yourself and the band kind of feeling about these songs finally coming out? Yeah, um, most mostly excited, but definitely there are a bit of nerves. Just, um, I guess you kind of build up a debut album release in your head as well. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I most mostly excited for sure. I, I'm ex- just excited for it to be out in the world because we've sat with it by ourselves for so long. Um, so yeah, it'll be nice to for it to belong to other people, I guess. One hundred percent. I can. Uh, I cannot. Yeah, only imagine the kind of 
stresses that must be relieved once it is out released and people can kind of enjoy it on their own on their own terms I guess yeah exactly now I know as you mentioned it's the debut record I think there was an EP in both 2021 and one in 22 was there an approach that kind of differed when it came time for the debut record was the songwriting approach in a different way or was it just kind of that you found yourself with enough songs for a for a full length um, I guess it definitely was a bit different because we, with the EPs and stuff, I guess, because it was only like five tracks, it was kind of easier to wrap our head around what it was. But I guess with the album, we like, we wanted to have variation and all that stuff. So it did take us quite a bit of time really to feel like we had the songs that made a great record. Cause I mean, maybe a year ago or, or maybe even two years ago we thought maybe we did have an album but um in reality it it wasn't you know it was too samey and I feel like we hadn't learned enough I don't know as songwriters in a way and then we moved to London and like about half of the album was written in Galway and the other half was written in London so I think we needed that kind of move and change of scenery to finish the album Mm -hmm. um so yeah I absolutely love that and I'm fascinated by We've spoken to a number of songwriters on this podcast where it does appear that location, although sometimes you would think maybe doesn't necessarily inspire um, a change in their work, that it that it kind of does. It has an impact on how things can be created and and I guess um, moulded in, in the minds of yourself like the artist. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I guess we, we hadn't imagined that, but um, that that would be the case. But once we moved, I think there was a definite... <clears throat> like change to what we were doing and yeah I guess it's it's almost like that discomfort or something because you know we were we left our homes um mm. so it was kind of like yeah I guess it's that maybe that sense of unease or something that kind of drips its way into the music <laughs> <laughs> well it, whatever it ha- uh, whatever it was it has worked brilliantly oh, as I mentioned <laughs> Madra is such a stunning record um I know that there's been a lot of excitement from publications and media as well in relation to the uh, the record coming out. Um, for for some, and I'm trying to like boil it down to a few points for people who are listening who might not have listened to the band. I know that some publications are. Um, I think I saw one saying the saviors of alt rock. We've got Gen Z shoegaze. <laughs> That's uh, so nice. <laughs> Um, and look, I don't think that they're far off. I'm I'm curious for yourself, how do you categorise the band's sound when you are speaking to someone who kind of hasn't heard their music? Um, I guess I would call it, like I would say it's alt-rock, but I guess we're trying to have um, a sort of like cleanness to it as well. Like we love like thrashy guitars, but we still, we want it to sound like new and, you know, like we want it to stand the test of time and stuff, so... Yeah, I guess it's just like maybe slightly cleaner in some ways. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would say alt-rock. Definitely a lot of like shoegaze and grunge inspiration as well. Which I kind of find fascinating. Obviously, the the power of music has like, there knows no boundaries in terms of music from decades past finding its way to, to new and younger musicians now. Um, are you able to talk us through, I guess, the in terms of the band sound, how you guys came together? Because from my understanding... It had something to do with an end of year school practical. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we were. I think we we were about sixteen when we formed the band, and it was. Um, 
for one of our year end project things and none of us really wanted to play by ourselves and we were like oh we should give it a go together probably practice once and obviously didn't do very well in the practical but <laughs> that was how it started and then I guess we kind of like we'd play one gig every four months and practice the day of for a little while <laughs> so um yeah we didn't take it seriously until we kind of understood our sound and what we wanted to make and then we released how and yeah kind of just kept going from there because I guess we never expected a response we were kind of just putting it out in the world so it was out there but um once people started saying they liked it we were like okay let's let's keep going see what we can do (laughs) (laughs) I do love that though do you remember that moment of kind of clarity of realizing that this is something that could be done long term um yeah yeah, I think there wasn't even as really a moment like with other people or anything. It was kind of just within ourselves. It was like, um, I've mentioned this before, but like one of our big kind of uh, eureka moments, I guess, is we saw Just Mustard open for The Cure um, mm-hmm. in Malahide Castle and like their band from Dundalk and like, you know, they were new and young and from Ireland like, and it was kind of like, off there up there doing that with literally the greatest band of all time we were like you know maybe we should give it a go as well I guess it was we've seen a lot of like amazing artists like come out of Ireland and do really well across like all over the world and it definitely is very inspiring to younger artists and stuff I do love that I was um curious whether you'd I guess share then your interaction with music how you kind of came to songwriting and music um yourself yeah um I initially I started playing guitar when I was about maybe eight um and I kind of started off playing a lot of uh like classical music um my my favorite like artist at the time was Rodrigo e Gabriela and I mm. wanted to be able to play like them <laughs> never quite got close I don't think I ever will but um yeah they were kind of they were what got me into guitar and I just loved that kind of music and um it wasn't until I was probably 16 that I kind of started singing and stuff. It was never really something I thought I'd do. I never imagined myself writing songs. Um, but yeah, I guess it just kind of happened then. <laughs> I'd love that. I would not have guessed the, uh, I guess, the starting point, but I think it mm. kind of adds to the the mystery of New Dad and to your songwriting as well. It shows different elements to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a new one. With this record, I think... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you also have a hand in the mixing of the record? Am I right in saying that? I think that the band did certain parts of the sonics and mixing. Um, well, like there was a lot of like, we would make really polished demos and stuff. And Sean in the band, he, um, he did like music tech course. So he's very like, he's kind of got the know-how for all of that stuff. But, um, I guess like when, cause it was Alan who makes the record, it was kind of like, we didn't really have to tell him anything because he's <laughs> like, this guy is mixed like all, like some of everyone's favorite record Alan Mulder has probably mixed it <laughs> um so it was kind of like I, to be honest I think we were getting most of them was only about two or three mixes um and then there were a few that dragged on a bit but not because we were unhappy or anything it was like uh just differences in singles or whatever but um no he he nailed it like he brought the album up an extra like 30 percent I would say like he really pushed it over the edge and yeah, when we got those mixes back, we were literally like, we couldn't believe that it was us. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an element of, because I, I can appreciate, as you said, the band started when you were in your teenage years. Like, is there an element of still, um, I don't want to say pinch me moments because I think that's almost a little bit um, not naff, but I think it is. There are moments that I imagine <laughs> that you're still going through where it's it's almost hard to believe that you're, finding these, uh, sorry, having these um, incredible moments in time. As you said, like Mulder kind of mixing who's mixed some of the greats in Shoegaze. Was that like a, yeah. a pinch me moment as well? Definitely. I think it was kind of like we had it in our head. We were like, oh, we'd love for Alan Mulder to do this, but we never thought that it would happen. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when he got back and said like he would do it and it, it was just like a stamp of approval that we never imagined like it was... Yeah, that was definitely a pinch me moment for sure. Um, the, the record is gorgeous. I know I keep saying that, um, and we're going to make sure that uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast episode is able to pre-order the record and then also purchase it when it does come out later this week. Um, I was wondering if I might be a little bit selfish. I wanted to ask about one of my favourite tracks on the record, mm-hmm. uh, again, that people will be able to hear on Friday. It is called Nosebleed. It's about halfway through the, the track listing um, and I just found myself kind of coming back to this song time and time again. Are you able to talk us through the creation and inspiration for this song? Yeah, um, so Nosebleed was kind of a funny one. It was one that I wrote with Justin Parker who I did Nightmares with um, <clears throat> and it was the first session that we did together and the song was initially like way higher, way faster. It was like a pop, like the way you make it, like it was like literally a the poppiest song ever um and yeah I uh I kind of came out of it and I was like oh you know this is cool but um I don't know will it fit on the record or anything like that like but um then we went into pre-production for rock before Rockfield, and Chris Ryan who did the album he was like guys I love this song we are doing this song in Rockfield," and we were like well, we don't like we don't have it rehearsed we you know we we thought it would be an album two thing. Um, and he was like, oh, no, please, can we give it a go? And he was like, what if we, you know, made it lower, slowed it down a lot. And like the minute we did that, it just completely changed. It became this like, just like honey, like just really mm. smooth. I don't know. It, it It's literally, I love it now. And 
it was definitely a really good shout for Chris <laughs> to kind of pick it out. And yeah, because I think it's a great song. Um, and then when we kind of nailed that, just that spot for it, it I think it is really a really nice moment on the album, you know. 100% agreed. It is a, um, it's a stunning track. The It's funny, the Just Like Honey reference, because I feel like, um, like there are little sounds or little parts of the record that uh, have touches of some of those shoegaze bands of of, um, of the past. And I know that with like a new band like yourself, I'm curious whether you're finding the, um, I guess like the fan demographics, what that's kind of like for you. Because I imagine that you've got like a lot of young people coming to the band who really love the music. I'm curious, are you finding a lot of the, um, the old hipster men with the Jesus and Mary Chain t-shirts as well? Yeah, it is. It is mostly that. It is mostly like it's mostly really? dads that are. Um, it always has been like you know our first tour we ever did. It was a bunch of dads, and we we're like, who are these guys? <laughs> um, no, they're they've been really good to us, I guess, because of six music and stuff. That was kind of where we got our start. Um, and we have like there's loads of young lo- loads more young people coming to our shows now but so often they come up and they're like oh my dad showed me you guys and we're like oh no no shit <laughs> um uh yeah it's it's definitely it's mostly dads which is it's a like it's a nice stamp of approval again because like they would have loved the bands that we love and the fact that they see any like you know, anything kind of resembling that in our music is, is really cool because that's definitely what we were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly so cool. I kind of love that. The, um, the, almost like the flip of, um, the standard, maybe, uh, dad taking their child to a show the other way around. Dad yeah, in the, I know. The recommendations. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's actually so cool. Like a few times now we have like if we're chatting to people after shows it'll be like a dad and his daughter and we're like it's just yeah it's really sweet it's really sweet that is awesome um with the the album coming out I do believe that there's some shows around the UK and in Ireland um I think this month and next month how you feel about being able to play some of these songs that maybe haven't been debuted live before yeah um we we debuted um I think like the whole record um, when we played Galway on the 1st of December and that was like very nerve wracking, but, you know, it was the best place to do it at home with like our friends there and the Galway crowd are obviously just unmatched because it's a homecoming, you know, but um, Mm. uh, yeah, it is, it's, I hope people like them. I guess you can never like anticipate what ones people are going to like like when it comes to live and stuff, but um, we're just excited to be playing them and to be back on the road again because we didn't do a whole lot of touring last year. Really, we I, like we only had a few gigs because um, it was mostly album mode. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna feel really good doing it like all live and it's definitely a different like we it, there's a different thing to the live now. Like we've got an SPD and like synth bass and all this stuff, and it's definitely become more of a I guess yeah it's just evolved a bit. So I'm excited for people to, who've maybe seen us before to come back and see how it's changed. Of course. I'd like, I imagine it's a bit more of a production almost in a way. Yeah. 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 With, um, cause for some, I feel like for some album rollouts, um, bands might change the arrangements for songs or that they'll, they'll kind of obviously 
and sometimes certain songs you'll need to fit to a live setting when you maybe don't have a wall of guitars or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, is there a particular song off the record that you're looking forward to being able to play on this tour that you think is going to be um, a standout? Um, I'm really, yeah, I'm hoping Madra um, mm-hmm. will, I guess, translate well. Like it, it definitely, it feels good when we're playing it, but it'll be nice to see like actual uh, people reacting to it. Um but yeah, I guess it's that that end kind of moment um, is so big. And yeah, I just hope it, I hope people love it. I have a feeling, again, we, in doing preparation for today's interview, seeing like a number of the fans just very excited about the record, I'm sure that that's not going to be an issue at all in terms oh, of people being excited for these shows. Um, I do have to ask, with that in mind, can we see the band um, expanding that touring schedule maybe to the US and maybe to us here um, down in Australia? That would be great. Um, yeah, I'm like we're, we want to go everywhere and play as many shows as possible. So I guess it's just um, once we can kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, sell the tickets to pay for our flights and stuff. But, mm-hmm, very fair. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, hopefully as soon as possible, even to like do a festival somewhere. Yeah, that would be very great. Uh, again, I'm sure that it is just a matter of time. It's not a, what's the expression? It's not an if, it's a when. I'm sure that we're yeah, going to see exactly. yeah. <laughs> you, Dad, <laughs> on many festival lineups this year. Um, Julie, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's kind of taking your fancy or is on high rotation? Um, what is... I've kind of been trying to relax, I guess, because it's just been kind of chaotic. So when I'm listening to music now, I'm listening to a lot of um, Mary Lattimore. She's a a harpist um, Mm -hmm. and her music is just amazing. But what I'm trying to think, there's definitely some bands I've been listening to. Oh, the new Sprints record. Um, Mm -hmm. They, yeah, they're a band from Dublin and good friends of ours and they just released their debut this month as well and it is unbelievable (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) would highly recommend incredible pick um how do you usually i guess find new music obviously i imagine being in the scene you get quite a bit of word of mouth but is there um are you someone who not adheres what's the word i'm looking for i guess trusts in the the power of the algorithm or um yeah um yeah i do for sure i think um definitely word of mouth would be a big one for me or even like the radio and stuff like um but yeah I guess I like all the mixes and stuff like the like on that you get on Spotify I usually would stick them on to, it's nice to have ones that you know you can put on no matter what mood you're in um so yeah I tend to gravitate towards that look that is very <laughs> fair I think that's um again in this day and age it's nice to sometimes find stuff that you might not have picked yourself and if it lands, it lands. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, Julie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I do appreciate it. Of course. Uh, Congratulations. Of course. um, Congratulations on Madra. It's out later this week, as I mentioned. We'll put links uh, in the show notes where people can hopefully buy tickets if they are in Europe and the UK um, and pre-order and buy the album. But uh, thank you again so much. Thank you. 